Before we start today, we'd like to talk about the fine, upsetting gentleman that sponsored this here podcast, Cheapskate Hockey. Cheapskate Hockey is without a doubt the best in the hockey apparel business, boasting a range of headwear, shirts, sweaters, and jerseys for guys and girls, as well as a bunch of handy add-ons like air fresheners, helmet decals, and for those of you that like to get a little creative, pins and patches. Wow, but Holy Puck listeners are in luck, as you are all privy to a discount code at Cheapskate Hockey. All you need to do is go to their website cheapskatehockey.com buy some stuff and at your cart enter holy puck and you'll get a raging 15% off your purchase cheapskate hockey the game you proudly love now has clothing you can proudly wear are you ready though are you pumped you've hit record haven't you? i've hit record that's right it's episode 45 <laughs> of the holy puck podcast i'm john as always with me is cam we are the best source of hockey news views and abuse on the internet cam is waving at me i am let us start with this, Cam. If the playoffs were to start today, who would the Bees be playing? They would be playing the Washington Capitals, John. A.K.A. the Washington Holt Beasts. A.K.A. that is a, that is a 4-0 series. You know what? Nah, it's not. Because it's you a 4-1. Ne- you nearly got dropped <laughs> by the Flyers last year. <laughs> so clearly you've shown that when you're playing a very lowly ranked team, you've, got, you've got the ability to be your own worst enemy. I'm going to put it out there. We're lit. If we play, <laughs> don't talk like a 13-year-old Drake fan, please. <laughs> no, we're lit because you said my own worst enemy. How dare you? Oh, God. I thought you were saying like... Oh, nah, I, how, that's dude. Fine. That's fine. 90s you, throwback. Get on board. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. You know what? If we were to play you, we could take you. I'm not worried about you guys at all. <laughs> yeah, we could take you. Fine. I'm not worried about you guys at all. Love the hubris. Yeah. Big fan. There's, what's there to worry about? Holby has a phenomenal record against the Bees. <laughs> Other things of that nature. Deep, deep forward group. Phenomenal decor. Brent Connolly, reclamation project, firing on your bottom line, solid defense. No, like all jokes aside, though, you guys would win the series 4-2. But Probably. we'd seriously hurt someone important to your team and you'd get bundled out in the second round. You would probably break... Mojo's collarbone and we'd be all Something fucked. like that. And when you say me, you actually mean me. Yeah. Like, I'll yeah, you would over. fly there just to punch him in the neck. You're like, Mojo! Like, I fucking had it! I'd go a Beastie You would wear the Prey for Mojo t-shirt I'd go, no, and I'd punch go, him I'd go a Beastie Boys on him. You know, air grade on Mojo off the demos record. And then do that. Hey, I want you to acknowledge my t-shirt before we start. All right, so your t-shirt is all time. For those of you who can't see Cam... Which is everyone apart from Which is everyone apart from me. Um, Cam is rocking a a New England 3, Atlanta 28, third third period, third quarter, two two minutes and 12 seconds left in the game. Cam, what is it a reference to? So that was pretty much the last meaningful possession that the Falcons had. (laughs) The Patriots had a phenomenal defensive play at that time. Took control of the game, scored, 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 scored relentlessly and won themselves a fifth Super Bowl. This is the ultimate troll shirt. Shout out to my buddy Pan for hooking it up and sending it down for me. Uh, it's we, good. We it's, now it's both good. have this shirt. It's it, it's so enrages Atlanta Hawks fans that I can't wait to wear it out to a football function or a football-centric pub and be like, hey, T-shirt, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'll probably get punched in the face, but you know what? Worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Good <laughs> shirt. Yeah, cool shirt. Fuck you. It was it was worth it the whole time. Lovely shade of navy blue as well. Ah, oh, phenomenal. Very workplace. Very workplace appropriate. I will say. I'm not gonna lie. This might get a run on Casual Friday. I reckon it's a chance to get a run every Friday. To oh, be honest, I didn't tell you about my Casual <laughs> Friday plan this Friday. I so love you- that it's it's fucking Wednesday. It's Tuesday. 
Wednesday. Yeah. Well, that's that's it's, how little we care about work. But like, it's to the point that like it's the f- in the first half of the week, and you're already like laying down plans for Friday. Well, casual Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. Casual Friday. Right. So you know how I got the Adidas camo. The of the you day. know how I got the ca- the Adidas camo originals. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, and then you know I got those awesome camo joggers in uh, the states when I was over for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a very mad camo crew neck. On Friday, really? Well, I, you know, I've got the camo button down. I'm gonna That's roll sick. the whole thing on Casual Friday. That's sick. And I'm gonna see if anyone realizes Imagine. I'm technically wearing a tracksuit in a corporate environment. You know, we we got to the point where we were very close to doing that at WorkSafe mm. when we were there. Yeah, that was we were close. We were when I mean close, we were like weeks on the cusp. On the cusp, and then you know, I might go all camo on Friday. In you a should very, in a very corporate environment. You should, and then when people walk past you and they're like, "Oh, hey, Cam," you're like. The fuck can you see me? You didn't see me. <laughs> you just guessed that I was here. <laughs> yeah, you just guessed because you're here every day. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. So, I mean, big week in hockey. Like, shout out to anyone that listened to us last week. Wow. Um, apparently, the there's a lot of you. We're sitting here because we've got nothing better to do yeah. aside from watching grass. Is it throw. Tuesday? It is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Watching yeah. our little our little metrics counter from last week and. Wow. More people are paying attention, which yeah. is great. So we've got a huge show lined up. We've got JFK from the, the North Stars who's dialing in to give us a lowdown on all things. Not the dead president. Not the dead president, obviously. Oh, uh, I had so many questions to ask. Yeah. Where have you been? How was Marilyn? Was she unreal? <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry, Americans who are offended by that. Uh, uh, no, okay. John Kennedy. Yeah, man. on the show tonight. He's North Stars fame. Yeah, he plays the Newcastle North Stars. He runs like a hockey academy and he's also a, a really smart dude who does a lot of other kind of grassroots give back initiatives for all things hockey and we're stoked to talk to him. Absolutely, man. I'm, re- I'm really stoked. That is coming on. That's uh, going to be later in the show, probably towards the, you know, 20, 30 minute mark. Of about half you want to skip ahead. About half an hour. If you want to skip ahead of the of the, the random shit that Cam and I are going to talk about for the next 25 minutes, go right ahead. Nah, do so at your own peril. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to miss, yeah. you're going to miss a solid seven to nine and a half bangers by skipping ahead. <laughs> yeah, solid, yeah. <laughs> at least two. No, I think you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you're only selling out. it. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> skipping, skipping ahead is going to cost you seven serious lols. Easy. Easily. Easy. Easily. Easy. And I bought gifts tonight. You did. Cam brought the beers. It was a nice, a nice crisp cider, which is something you don't see every day. It's not something you see every day. So, side note, didn't pay honest, for them. Someone I was going to say, uh, to be honest, didn't pay for them, obviously, at the back of the fridge. Yeah. Some, <laughs> someone left them in my house. I'm like, oh. Oh, there's two of these. I know someone who likes free alcohol. And his name's Cam. <laughs> his name's John. Oh god. Anyway, let's let's get into our quick and not so shit hits. You can lead because to be honest, I don't really care about the pens. Yeah, I don't really care about the pens either, but the whole city is a dog and gets protected by the rest furor has blown up again this week. Oh after, the memes. Uh, oh the memes. So much butthurt after um <laughs> after young Sydney slashed the top of Mark Mathieu's finger off. Now look. <laughs> players slash. And players get slashed. That's, That's true. Well it, it it happens in the sport of hockey. I don't know if you're aware. I slash people quite regularly when I play and get slashed quite regularly. I was going to say you slashing someone. That's very rare. Very rare behavior. Because you stick to the rules, Cam. Oh, obviously. Definitely not dirty. In all aspects of my life. Of course. Um, but it just so happens the result of the slash on Mathieu was that it slashed the top of his finger clean off. Bad luck. A hundred percent. Malicious and intentional. God, no. Now, like, we're, we're the last people in the world to be pens apologists, but there very is... Very rare. There are Senators fans on Twitter who are like, Lengthy suspension. He should be out for as long as Mark is. I'm like, 
No, you fucking idiot. It's an incidental <sighs> injury from an accidental maneuver. At worst, at worst, two-minute penalty. Yeah. Not a 10-game suspension. Ottawa, stop it. You're embarrassing yourself. Well, how many times have we argued with Ottawa Senators fans online? Did I, tell you, did I tell you about this? Yeah. About the what happened? At the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I did. Okay, cool. Yeah. He's a nice guy, by the way. <laughs> and I appreciated his candor. <laughs> you appreciated um, it. <laughs> I like how you preface it with, he's a nice guy. <laughs> no, I did because I've spoken to him before and he seems lovely. And I, he was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm like, yeah, good for you. Yeah, good for you. Um, like, it's nothing quite like being called out. But, so, Penn's owner Eugene Melnick basically said <laughs> Sydney's a whiner beyond belief it's a, to the press. And I, I love know. Sid's response, which is, yeah, he likes to hear himself talk. I'm just going to leave it. How is <laughs> that? How's it? The, the best player in the world is like, you know what? You know, I don't have time for this. Time. I don't have time for this. So you know what? <laughs> you know, I was thinking of words we could use to describe Eugene Melnick, Sen's owner Eugene Melnick. He's a fucking putz. Wow. How, how perfect is that? He's a putz. He is a putz. He's a fucking putz. You know what? Let, let's let's leave it there. I think we uh, we might get to him in the wards later on. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so in other news of other people who were blowing it pretty hard, spoiler alert, yeah. but people who were blowing it super, super hard, uh, the Sharks have gone into a phenomenal nosedive and they've given up the number one snort. My God. It's, I'm, I don't know what to say. Like they've, like you said. It's all gone wrong. They're no longer the number one team in the Pacific Division and the worst part is they've handed the lead to the Ducks, which, which sucks is, for a number of reasons. I know. Like, they could, couldn't they have done that last year and let Brucey at least have some... Yeah. Well, they've been, pa- they've been passed by a rival whom they hate. Yeah. And they've made the Ducks look good, which in turn makes us look bad because at the start of the season, we were like, you know what? The Ducks are done. Fuck Randy Carlisle. Fuck the Ducks. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. And... Lo and behold, here we are. I know. Rare though. Do you when, know what I'll say though? So rarely wrong though. Like there's some there's some very very red hot ducks fans that follow us on our socials. Yeah. That I've bantered with a little bit. They run like an Anaheim centric podcast in Orange County. Oh really? And one of them messaged me and he's like, "Yo, even I said we weren't going to make the playoffs this year. Don't worry about it." Yeah. True so, though. Vibe. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on at the minute because those those last couple of spots are looking. The the race is looking pretty hot. Some good teams: Calgary, the Oilers. Yeah. San Jose can remember how to hockey. Obviously, there's the obviously they can, Yeah, yeah. Anaheim and like Anaheim's got a bunch of sneaky good players this year. You know, Ricard Raquel's had a 30 goal season. Under the radar, man. No one's talking no one about cares. poor Ricard. Rick, who? Is it because everyone wants to say his name's Richard? Stop being a. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, isn't he sporting a beard this year? Yeah, look, I don't know. And look, you know, full credit to him for getting through life with the name Ricard. I imagine that can't have been easy at school. Yeah. Speaking of continue to blow it, Minnesota, mm. my God, three wins and 10 losses for the month of March. How do you do that badly in March when you've been going so well? Yeah. See, this is the thing. Oh, is it now? Tell me, John. Give Bruce sauce, party pies, <laughs> wins. Everyone knows that. So you basically need to give him three things. Condiments, meat products, and the W. And the big W. All right. Um, big W, by the way, sail on uh, Bond socks if you can at the moment. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> Just what? <laughs> okay. All right, fine. Everyone needs work socks. Don't pretend like it's not a thing. It's true. Anyway, so let's 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 dissect this a little more. Is it that they're not scoring or is it the fact that Devin Dubnik's but its save percentage has now started to nosedive. It looks like the Wild may have been a little bit smoke and mirrors and they've been a one-man hype machine. <laughs> yeah. Because, you so, know, Dubnik, Dubnik's save percentage has gone down so every month this season have, and now have, that it's bottomed out, they are sucking ass. So, so they have Carey Price-itis, yeah. essentially, and they're like, 
So we can't ride our hot goaltender all the way to the cup. Huge chance Ooh. they haven't been that killer the whole time and Dubnik's just been carrying it. So he's just been unreal. So it's the same thing, like, the Caps had the same problem. Well, last where year. is the Blue Jackets and Sergey? Yeah. Like, yeah, he was the first goalie to 40 wins and he's leading with the shutouts and mm-hmm. the Bobby's all over it, right? But the team is also playing very well in front of him, especially at 5-on-5. Five five. Yeah. I am not feeling great about my Minnesota going to the Western Conference Finals pick anymore. Yes, and I, I don't think they're deep enough. And I may, with, even, with I may even change my pick. Yeah, well, with with the shakiness that we're seeing now, it's going to be hard to back them all the way. Um, it's, 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 I, I remember last week we were saying the West is a lock. There's a lot of movement now because mm. there's just been these continual... Literally, from the second that we said the West is a lock, it's basically gone to... Once again, we fucked everything A complete up. slide, which is, you know... Well, look at Rare. the Pacific Division now, right? So Anaheim, 93 points. San Jose, 91 points. Edmonton, 91 points. Calgary, 90 points. St. Louis, 88 points, all in playoff spots. Yep. Next team behind them in the... Uh, yeah. See, LA, Winnipeg. Yeah, it's all fucked. It's all done from there. Yeah. Um, so that's what... But, I mean, the yes, it's a lock in terms of, you know, the, the top two in each division, but the last slot... And oh, so I, I get what you're saying. So you're saying like the teams aren't going to change, but the positioning, might. yeah, the position, and subsequently the matchups will change, which yes. could give us a very different series. Okay. Absolutely. See, you saw where I was going with that, like pie well, in the sky thinking. It's here. kind of like we've got ESPN. We do. It was a Mean Girls reference. It was me. for I those know. that are playing at home. I know. I want my pink shirt back. I actually watched that the other night. Did you? Still a banger. <laughs> so good. So you know what? Also, there was a banger of the same era. Ten things I had about you. Oh, great movie. Top draw. Because it had Save Ferris as the band at the prom. Who doesn't love a bit of 90s revivalist <laughs> ska music? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. not many people. Not many because they were in that and that, that's all I can think of. To be yeah, honest. look, let's let's be honest. If your best, if your biggest song is a cover of Come On, is it Eileen or Irene? I think it's Irene. Irene, you're probably not killing it. I could be wrong though. You know what? I don't really want to... I, I, don't, I don't think I'm in the mood to be quizzed on ni- like ska from 98. To be honest. Yeah, I might just Spotify mustard plug on the way home and see how we go. <laughs> yeah, what is Zebra Head up to? Jesus. <laughs> I saw Zebra Head about five years ago. They came Me out too. on a Soundwave, right? I saw them. They about, were yeah, actually... I saw them five years ago and they came out with the um, with the Real Big Fish Man. Sick. And it was unreal. You know who came out with them as well? Goldfinger. Who? Oh, I was at that show. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I was the incredibly drunk guy. We weren't friends yet though. No, I, I was, was I was probably too cool to speak to you. Probably huge champ. You still are, yeah, huge champ. <laughs> Sorry, man, I'm two punks. Fuck off. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> hey, back to hockey though. The Pens can't. <laughs> the Pens can't. The Pens can't a take podcast? a. Hang on, what? <laughs> the Pens can't take a hit on the injury front. Connor Sheary is now out day to day with a, an unspecified lower body injury, and you know how we love those unspecified injuries. Day to day means who knows? Three six weeks. Yeah. Uh, which means along with Jake Wenzel, who's out with the concussion. Correct. The Pens are now missing two-thirds of their top line with both of the youngsters, of course, flanking Sid. Could injuries finally be the Pens' undoing? Because I tell you what, they've actually looked kind of mortal this week. So... Have they finally had enough injuries that it could fuck them? Leading into the playoffs, having this many dudes who are, at, at, if not out of commission, but not healthy enough to play. Latang, Marta, Shiri, mm-hmm. Gwenzel. It's a Do lot. Do you know how many points Connor Shiri's had in his last 54 games? Fucking heaps. 50. Yeah. And that is a metric shit ton. I haven't had 50 points in my life. Yeah. I've had 50 shits in the last two days. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. <laughs> um, here's one for you then. Yeah, all right. If the pens 
Like both you and I have both said at the start of the season, the Pens were going to go back to back, right? Yeah, like realistically, if this the is... pen, if the Pens are taken out of the equation, who wins the Stanley Cup? Jesus! Mm. Wow! Mm. Um, probably the Blackhawks. I begrudgingly agree with you. Probably the Blackhawks. Like, like let's, if you take everyone out, because the Caps can't do it, because just the Caps. Um, so they're in the East. They're probably the next rung down. The Blue Jackets, I don't think have the, the capability this season. I don't think they've got the experience. Chicago, realistically, if I'm looking at any other team in the whole comp who has... so good. They, so they're peaking... Like I know this isn't a real fact or a stat or anything, but peaking at the right time does matter. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. No, I completely agree yeah. with you. All the, all the people that say... All, and all the pundits out there who are like, no, it's, it's, not a, it's not a real stat, doesn't matter, bullshit. It's the same as chemistry, right? Chemistry, real stat. Fuck you, it makes sense, right? Therefore... Peaking at the right time, Chicago always peak at the is right time. Is chemistry a stat or a vibe? It's vibe. And you know what we're big Are on Are you camp. saying we can now quantify vibe? Well, it well either it fits in this way, basically. It's in a, it's like the hot crazy scale, right? It's an equation. Is vibe good or bad? Vibe's mm. good, playing good, winning. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. All right, I'm on board. Is vibe good? Vibe's good. All right, so we're saying if the if the pens are removed from the equation, the cup it's is Chicago. It's to take. Fuck, that's so upsetting. True though, like who else is there that can possibly like? No, you're Minnesota not. You're not wrong. It's just no. upsetting. Oh, dude. If anyone knows, it's me. Like, because we're gonna have. You know what's more? Here's what's more annoying. Because I mean, the city of Chicago need it. Like, I think it's valid for like. In fact, everyone I think needs it in that area. To be honest, but yeah. looking looking past it, what's the number one thing that's gonna annoy us if they win? Chicago. Chicago fans. Oh, they're fans. Imagine all the their fans. fans. For those of you who can't tell what that, like the, the silence pause. is, that, that's inverted commas. The fans. The fans. The, come on, kids. Oh. Like, I've always been a Blackhawks. So fuck off. You, just because you know how to pronounce it doesn't mean you're a fan. Wow, love it. Hey, I've been watching a whole bunch of college hockey lately, uh, and which has been really cool. The Frozen Four set for this year. You've got uh, UMD, Notre Dame, Denver U, and Harvard have all made it through. There's been some red-hot highlights. So if you actually give a shit about your team's prospect pool, um, go to the NCAA site because they've got so much free content, like free highlights packages from every game, plays of the week. Is it all on the app? Yeah, and it's all on the app as well. It's a really good way for you to... I, I'm... It's easier to be engaged and follow collegiate hockey than it is AHL. Yeah, well, because you've got to pay the subscription. You need to pay another subscription. Yeah, and who's and like, got time I, for I, that? I don't have time to sit down and watch an entire NCAA game times 10, but I've got enough time to hit the highlights of all the things and know enough about what's going on. And given that how, you know, the NHL's changed and it's about speed and possession over brute force. Yeah, so seeing what's the, coming next. The collegiate game's got a lot more in common with it. So it's really good to monitor your your prospect pool. So yeah, I've man. enjoyed it greatly this so year. So this sounds like phenomenal train fodder. Yeah, well I've been I've probably paid more attention to it this year than I have any other year. So Bees fans should be all hot and bo uh, bothered over Charlie McAvoy, the double OT hero. He is basically going to sign with the Bruins the moment his exams are finished, which is hilarious. Like, hey, sign your exams, go pro. Um, Coyotes fans have obviously had a shit year, not much to cheer about, but you should be stoked because BU standout Clayton Keller, who was your seventh pick last year, he has just signed on and he is fucking unreal. Good. Um, Finally, something good to come out of Arizona. And I tell you what else is cool. The Flames have just inked this Ohio State kid called Josh Healy. He's been described by the press as, quote, he hits too hard for college hockey. So Jesus. he's going to, yeah, he's reporting what a to, monster. 
He's reporting to the Flames AHL team, which is a Stockton Heat. He's reporting on like a, that's awesome. like an ATO, like it's a tryout. Yeah, yeah, kind of tryout just thing. to see the season out. Yeah, like, and then he's going to go straight. What do they have? In. Like four games, five yeah, games. Yeah, and then because they play gonna, on the weekends. So. Yeah, and then he's going to go into the system. Like Jesus, he he'll that's, be real good. That's that's incredible. Yeah, like you hit too hard for collegiate hockey. I'm excited to see what this kid can bring. Jesus, um, hopefully you can like square up against your old mate, like Matt Martin. and Yeah. Oh. And the other banger that oh. came out of this week was um, Brock Bozer uh, had quite the tale for his grandkids. He literally wrapped up his game for North Dakota, where they unfortunately lost and bundled out of the NCAA playoffs. Straight on a plane, suited up for the Canucks 24 yeah. hours later, <laughs> and then scored Bang, the game-winning game goal against Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? what what a story, and... It's like, fuck you, Cinderella, I got this. He looks red hot. Yeah, Cinderella, yeah. hey, I've got a tail. Yeah, Brock, yeah. hold my Wrong. beer. <laughs> hold my beer. Yeah, yeah, hold my beer, kid. Game-winning um, goal. Planes, chicks. Yeah. Get on board. No, and John, as a Capitals fan too, I'm all about the fact that your club showed they can have a little bit of fun this week when you let a dog loose on the ice to chase a puck like a bone. Yeah, I know. Pretty good, right? What's even, the dog's name? People are calling him Good Doggo. Is that his yeah. name? There's is his even, name Good Doggo? It's not really. I don't even know what his name is. Like, I, I feel like there, there's another dog story that everyone's missing is that there's, a, there's like a group of fans who have a whole bunch of beagles and they literally just like... J Beagles. J Beagles. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. There's so many signs. Hey, do you have any up dog? Do I have what? Up dog. Up dog? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, what's up dog? <laughs> <laughs> A plus dad joke. Dad's joke. Did you like that? Champagne comedy. Did you like that? Champagne. Yeah, nailed it. Hey, I'm kind <laughs> of I'm kind of sitting on the fence for this one. Yeah, I thought you might be. So <laughs> and I'd actually love to get some of our listeners' thoughts on this as well, because I'm legitimately not sure where I sit on it. So as everyone would have seen by now, um Kyle Yarncroc from the Predators, he boarded Michael Haley from the Sharks, mm-hmm. and Michael Haley got up and said, I don't like it. And he chased him down and he fought his way through three other Peds pl- uh, Preds players mm-hmm. and he punched him right in the face. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, t- I take issue to that, sir. <laughs> punched him right in the face and <laughs> dropped him with maybe one of the best left hooks I've seen in the last five years. Um, However. Subsequently, Haley's yeah, earned yeah. himself a one-game suspension. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And they're calling it a sucker punch. And that's what's kind of irking me because my interpretation of a sucker punch, it's like a king hit. You're hitting an unsuspecting person. In this instance, one, uh, Jan Kroc's hit was very shit. Yeah. Two, he knows Haley's a tough dude and would come after him for the hit. And three, the fact that a melee broke out and he could see the player pursuing him, he doesn't the onus then the revert to you to go, right, I think this guy wants to beat my head in. I'm going to put my hands up and I'm going to defend try, myself. At least try and stop him from Instead, like he stood there and went, what have I done, man? And he gave your teeth the absolute business. Um, so, okay, I, I understand. I feel like... So, where, t- tell me where, where I should be going with this. I feel I don't like know where how you've feel. gone wrong is is you're, you're, you're applying a, a, the incorrect... I oh, guess, logic. No, not logic, but a, I guess translation of what Soccer Punch is. Soccer Punch is like a one-shot kill. It's like a hoo-ha! Yeah, but... but uh, it's like a headshot. It's like, bang! I don't know if punch. I agree, though, because... Like sucker a punch su- is a one-shot kill. It's, it's, it's a take... Like, one-shot take But out. I've always interpreted a sucker punch as being as hitting an unsuspecting opponent. No, a that, sucker that, punch... That's a can, sucker punch. When someone says they sucker punch me, it means that, like, I was punched in the head. I was a little unsuspecting, but I got punched in the head without being able to defend myself. I don't know. In this case, he didn't defend himself because he's a dumbass. Do you know what I heard? I heard a really good take on this on the Sportsnet um, Hockey Central thing coming over, and they said... So many players in the league now have never been in a fight. 
Oh or, yeah, because they don't need to. Fight, right? Yeah. The when it broke out, there's a good chance that this kid was he maybe didn't really like, know what to do. He, or yeah. not that he didn't know what to do. He was like, yeah, Haley's really pissed off. He's probably just going to grab my jersey and push me around for a little bit and tell yeah, me. Yeah, might an connect asshole. on the chin a couple times. He didn't expect him to go. By the way, Rocky Three. Smashing training video. <laughs> Kapow! <laughs> huge, yeah. No, I, I, granted, I actually kind of agree with that, but yeah. I, you know what? Seems like these... we, seems like we're gonna we're gonna disagree on this one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it's tough to call though. Like, yeah, like shitty hit, deserved a punch in the face. I feel like that's the moral of the story. Don't yeah, I mean, look, here's where I'm going to send it. It was a shit hit. He deserved to get punched. And what the kid needs to take from it, and hot tip to all you other youngsters making your way into the league, if you board somebody, if you hit somebody in the numbers, before you do and it... And it's not called by the refs. Before you do it, though, check the number and make <laughs> sure the person you're boarding is not known for punching people in the face. Yeah. So if you go on board Johnny Gaudreau, you don't have to worry about Johnny Gaudreau punching you in the face. No. If you but go you have to board Matt Martin... He's going to ha- take issue with He that. is probably not going to be very happy with your actions. Pat Maroon's going to have an issue. He would like Cody to... Cody going to have an issue. ...share a moment with you. And by that, you mean... Give you the have business. Your head, have your head punched in and squashed to the ice like a yeah. very small, small man. So I'm firmly of the opinion that the onus is on the player who dished out the boarding hit that he needs to be aware and protect aware himself of at all times. But it's, like, know, it's, but it's like any part of hockey you get out there they say you need to keep your head up because ultimately at the end of the day the onus is on you to protect, to protect you. yourself. That's right. Well, so if someone's, if someone's giving you a pass through the middle of the ice and you want to put your head down and go pick it up someone might clobber you. So the onus is on you You have to, to be aware of up, your surroundings. Be aware it's like of driving. your surroundings. It's like driving. Always check their mirrors. And you know what? Maybe he deserved it because his name is Kale. Right. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I don't know if he was born with that name. Maybe he decided he's really into shitty paleo diets and he changed his name to match up with that fad. Maybe if that's the case, maybe he fucking deserved it. <laughs> maybe. But I feel if like his name was Chicken Wing, maybe he wouldn't have been If his hit. name was Buffalo and his middle name was Wings, I yeah. feel like there would be very few people that have problems with him. Yeah, and shout out to all you legitimate vegans out there, by the way. Like, I yeah, love and you, respect the like, shit of what you do. I just, really like steak. People just need to stop coming at me with your weird fucking paleo diets. Yeah, don't, don't force kale down my... Ugh, I don't care. time for that. I know. Um, I give kale to my rabbit. Jesus. <laughs> kale never. Steak forever. Steak forever. Yeah. Huge. Anyway, no, I agree. But, I mean, it, I, I think... The number one problem was it went uncalled. If it go, if boarding goes uncalled, you're gonna get you know cop it. And a lot of these kids aren't used to yeah aren't used to not like it not being called. So well, and I like the so fact too. Is. Sharks so coach Pete DeBoer actually said after the game, he goes, "Yeah, he deserved a smack in the mouth." Yeah, let's like right it's on classic Pete. retaliation. You you, you right you, on Pete. You do the crime. Your face does the time. That's right. Always all right. All your teeth. Hey, usually. the Dallas Stars have confirmed that Patrick Sharp's done for the season, but so oh. are Dallas. So. Zing! Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no hilarious news has come out of Dallas RE Patrick Sharp this year. You know what? Give it time. That's all I'm saying. You know what? Let's give it time. Maybe he's realized the error of his ways and Patrick is no longer interested in rooting his teammates' partners. Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Prob- probably. Probably. <laughs> probably still a little bit into it. That is unfounded, yeah. All right, so uh, the league has announced that it's going international with the Avs and Sens. Wow. Facing off <laughs> for two games That's this November. 
Um, as part of the SAP uh, Presents NHL Global Series, very, very mad. How do you feel about coming to Oz and letting us commentate the game? Look, I suspect <laughs> Sweden's probably a stronger hockey market. Yeah, than I think they're probably so a bit of a chance to I, get up the I loss. imagine they'll do Sweden first, <laughs> and then they'll probably do China, yeah. and then eventually they'll make their way down here. Yeah, so we're looking five to six years. 2020. Well, it'll be like how, how you've got the American college football comes out here, yeah, how they had Cal yeah, State versus yeah, the Hawaiian Rainbow Warriors. This year they've got Stanford coming out. Right. Um, I feel like know. 2022. Yeah, and we'll probably get some real top draw teams. Like, if we're lucky, we might get, like, the Yotes versus the Canes or something. Sick. <laughs> I know only one dude who'll be keen on that. Nah, because Benny will be like, we can fucking win this. No, nah, because they'll be the Quebec Hurricanes by then, right? <laughs> They'll be the Indiana be Hurricanes, the something Indiana Hurricanes, Seattle Imagine. Hurricanes. The, I feel like the Seattle Indiana Wind Typhoon. Turbines. Yeah, they're, they're like this. This no, this yeah, no. The Seattle like the the Seattle Solar Bears or something. The Seattle not so Supersonics. <laughs> Imagine a hockey team coming back and calling themselves the Supersonics. That'd nah, be they're unreal. Not, they're not so Supersonics. Every fucking. Tip top throwback though. Can top you imagine draw. the? Can you imagine the the like the unis, the old school like in a hockey? Oh, oh. no, nah, because it just look like the Australian uni. It would. Yeah. It would. Oh well. Yeah. What do you do? Hey, and uh, on a sadder final note for this segment, uh, we bid farewell to Gary Doak, who was a defenseman for the Boston Bruins during their 1970 Cup run. He was 71 years old. Farewell and rest in peace, good sir. That is John tipping his non-existent hat. It is. Well, I'm not wearing a hat today, you see. Well, I have a fine collection of hats, let me tell you. John, good for you. Great for me. Good for you. <laughs> I am ready. So here we are. Like, I'm Cam. This is John. We have a special guest with us. Cam, who's our special guest? His name's John. So it's, I'm glad his name's John. Initially, I thought he was the ghost of uh, President JFK, but he's not. So that's cool. <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> Uh, say hello and tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, yes, like you guys said, my name is John, John Kennedy Jr. Uh, or people call me JFK. Um, Huge. Play ice hockey in Australia, or I guess formerly played ice hockey in Australia. Not. Uh, just kind of taking a little bit of time off at the moment, but uh, I do that. I uh, work uh, at an academy, an ice hockey academy, NSA Hockey, out of Newcastle, New South Wales, but we do a lot of stuff in just New South Wales in general. And I don't know if the audio is catching that, but I just woke the baby. So that's who I am. You know, I have a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful Australian wife, Melinda, and we have a nine-month. You know what? It did, it did catch that, and I'm totally cool with it because I've got, a, I've got a two-year-old toddler along with a six-year-old boy, and I've done many an interview in my past life with one to two children crying in the background. So we're all about it. Yeah, it's all good, about the vibe. Good. Yeah, this, we're, this, we're, is, this, is a, this is a family show. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very family show. Yeah, very yeah. family friendly. No explicit rating. We definitely don't swear. It's fine. And by that, we mean we have the explicit rating. We swear all the time. And definitely no kids should be listening to this show. Yeah. Hey, where in, um, where in Newcastle are you guys roughly? I'm just trying to get, get in my head where you are. Because I, I know the area kind of well. Um. So, like, the rink is in Warners Bay. But, yeah. like... Me, myself, uh, the other directors of NSA were located all around. But yeah, the ice rink itself is located in Warners Bay. All right. I um, The first time I ever went to Newcastle was with an old band I played in. And I was standing out the front of the venue between songs. And a pickup truck full of dudes pulled up and told me they were going to beat the shit out of me if I was still there in five minutes. So my introduction to Newcastle was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah, that's very a, warm and welcoming. That's yeah. a pretty good story. That's almost as good as your story about how you 
like learn to love the game of hockey itself. All right, all right, all right. So back it up. So just before we hit record, our, our lovely guest asked how I discovered hockey, and it's fucking stupid. So I will I will drop it. I won a free throw contest at a school fair, and the prize was a bunch of hats. And it was a Red Wings hat and a Black Hawks hat. And I had no idea what they were. And the dude's like, oh, they're hockey hats. I'm like, oh, like field hockey. He's like, no, you fucking dolt. Ice hockey. And I went to the library and lo and behold, here we are some 25 years later. 90s kids. No internet. We went to the library. No internet, children. Learn to do your recon properly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So... Out of those two teams, do you follow anyone still? Or any one of those two still? No, no, I, no I, actu- <laughs> I actually don't. But the good thing was, too, and I'm assuming the reason he had this merchandise is because in the 90s, the only games that got coverage in Australia were the Blackhawks and the Red Wings on really red-hot, grainy SBS, which was fantastic. <laughs> wow. It was really well, hard to if, watch. if you were still a Red Wings fan, I would have loved you more. But now that you're not, I don't think we could be friends. Look, I have I have a great... I have a very tender soft spot for the Red Wings. There's a number of reasons why. Uh, Sergei Fedorov was the man in the uh, 90s. And let's, and, be, let's yeah. be real. When he started dating Anna Kornikova, as a teenage boy, I was like, holy shit, that guy is an absolute king. Still is. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. <laughs> legend of the game. So look, enough about... Potentially, yeah, potentially gross backstories. We want to talk about you. Potentially gross, potentially not entertaining and boring. Yeah, backstories. so we have a we have a very simple question to start things off. Does yes. does pineapple have a place on pizza? Yes, it does. Oh, yes, I love, thank I God. Love Hawaiian pizzas, uh, and I think even Australian pizzas yeah. have like I think the like Aussie pizzas don't they have like ham and pineapple or no? Uh, yeah, they do. You can ask for pineapple. Traditionally, it's just a big fat egg. But yeah. you can ask for pineapple. You know what? It's better with pineapple, man. Everything's better Dude, with pineapple. Get off, get off okay. So, so are we all on the, are we all on the same page that pineapples are belong on pizzas or what? Of Absolutely. course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Good. Good. <laughs> hey, here's one for you though. In Hawaii, how do you order a Hawaiian pizza? Like, what's it called? That is a great question, and I wouldn't know. And to be honest, I know more Australians that have been to Hawaii than Americans. I, yeah, literally, like, I, I literally like, just went there and I didn't order a pizza, so I, I can't tell I you. I also went to Hawaii recently. <laughs> like, like, see, like, that's exactly like, Oh, I've been to Hawaii. I'm like, I've never been. You've talked to anyone from Michigan. Like, maybe the richest people have been there. I'm like, outside of that, like, you don't know, t- talk to your buddy. Oh, hey, have you been to uh, uh, Hawaii? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, love th- I love it too. Say, say back in Michigan or in the US in general, it's the, it's the wealthier people that get to travel somewhere like Hawaii. But in Australia, that's like, the affordable family holiday. Yeah, yeah. Says Cam, who literally just got back from the affordable family holiday. The affordable family <laughs> holiday, which which I'm still paying off. Thank you. Thank you, Visa. Um, or all right. Card. All right. So for those of you that can obviously, you know, have working ears, John is from the good old US of A, Michigan, exact. So tell us what was your introduction to the sport and uh, I guess, you know, your earliest hockey memory. You know, what was your holy shit, I'm a lifer moment? Oh. So pretty much my hockey story started off with a, a commercial for the local rink. And, yeah. you know, you have they show clips of kids public skating and this and that. But, like, at the end of, like, the whole commercial was this goalie doing, like, this windmill glove save. Yeah. And, you know, you know when you're a kid and you're watching TV, you, like, you mimic everything. Yep. Yeah. So I would mimic this, like, goalie doing this, like, and it was the old style, like, like glove swing windmill. Yeah. So, like, his glove goes out, his toe goes off. Like, it was just... Typical, like, 80s goalie or 90s goalie. And, like, I kept bugging my dad. Come on, take us, take us, take us public skating, take us public skating. He's like, all right, I'll take you public skating. 
and we go for a public skate. My ankles are like bending in, like they're touching the ice. I'm just awful at it. But uh, afterwards, um, there was a high school hockey game. And during the high school, like there was a high school hockey game. I'm on my tiptoes looking at the glass, like, you know, watching the game. And then some guy got smashed right in front of me. I'm like, dad, what's that? He's like, that's ice hockey. I'm like, I want to play it. Like literally ever since then, there's been like hockey sticks and pucks flowing through my veins. I just love the sport. And literally it just started there. And um, obviously you do the learn to play. And then I just started playing. um, uh, I get, you know, rec hockey. And then it turned into, I was doing pretty well. And I I just love the sport. And then from there, I was just like playing up a year, playing up two years started playing triple-A travel, and then, you know, I grew to play juniors, uh, recruited for college, played uh, a year semi-pro, and then came out to Australia. And, yeah, it's definitely been a game that's it, it's given me so much, so that's why I love to give back with the development that we do and uh, do anything that I can to help grow the sport and help uh, make it a bigger thing. That's – um. Yeah, well, I mean, that's this is really cool because we've had a couple of guests yeah, in the last so few weeks, and like, um, like you know what, I love the game, and here's why. Now it's my turn to give back. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the common theme amongst like and anyone who's kind of made their way down here or New Zealand or wherever it may be for the people that we've spoken to. Everyone's like, yeah, you know what, I'm just looking for a way to give back, and it's it's such a rare thing, and it's, and not just, just not not just in sport, like in in business in everyday life, like so few people are looking for their the pay it forward option and it seems like you guys are the opposite i'm pretty stoked yeah like every time cam and i like we look at each other we're like well fuck man like (laughs) every dude's got such a good story you know (laughs) and you guys have the hat story yeah (laughs) look it's it's not that bad and by australian standards it could be much much worse wrong and you know it I could have I could have said I was a Blackhawks fan and I did it because of Patrick Kane. That would have been bad. Wow. That would have been terrible. Tough affair though. All right. So given that you know we've obviously done our research and you know we we know your age and where you came up and whatnot, you were fortunate enough to grow up in the you know the Red Wings dominant period of the era. The era of yeah. hockey supremacy. Was there a you know was that a core part of kind of what drove you and your motivation as well? Like obviously being a being a part of a sports mad town and, and getting to, you know, ride the, ride the coattails of such a successful squad kind of hurt. Yeah. Like growing up, I was a high wound kid. Like I used to like <laughs> run to my front door and then we had this like rocking chair in the living room. So I would go to the front door, sprint to the rocking chair, spin around that like 10 times, run to the front door. And then like, I would do that repeatedly. So my parents, like they knew they needed to put me in sports. So for, whether it was soccer or baseball or anything, that's just been a part of my life. And being ice hockey, because it's so fast-paced, I, I think I really took way to that. Yeah. And like you said, I was fortunate enough being born in Michigan that, like, in the winters, like, that's all I did. Like, I was on the ice for hours at a time. I was that little runt that was skating around with a bunch of, you know, older men just, you know, trying to play hockey. And, like, I would be out there for hours at a time. My hands are frozen numb. My mom's mad at my dad because he let me stay out there too long. But, um, <laughs> you know... Like, it just happened that way. And, like, growing up as a kid, I guess I guess you always take on – you kind of gravitate towards things that you're good at, you know, or yeah. things that where you feel like you're a part of something. And I've always loved the camaraderie of ice hockey, the camaraderie in the locker room and being a part of a team. And, like, that's what, you know, I guess drove my passion. 
as it goes growing up, like, I guess people see the Red Wings now over the past, like, 20 years or so, mm. and they've been a dominant force. But when I was growing up, they used to be called the Dead Wings. Like, they were, <laughs> awful, they were an awful organization. But, like, I remember, like, we had the goalies, Tim Shovelday. Yeah. Um, I, that was back in the day with Iserman and, you know, Fedorov and stuff. And they were, like, building. But, like, they finally got to that stage, like, in the um, – mid to late 90s where they were a dominant force but early growing up uh my favorite player was brian leach yep uh, which was uh you know an incredible hall of famer defenseman for the new york rangers so i i remember writing papers about him and things like that so i was a rangers fan growing up and like i was fortunate enough to see them win the stanley cup in 90 like not at the game but yeah, yeah, yeah. like i was rooting for a team and then they won the stanley cup which was even better against vancouver Always good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I remember them winning it the following year. We went down to a Red Wings versus Rangers games. So, like, I got to meet Hall of Famers like Mark Messier, Brian Leach, Mike Richter, Adam Graves. And it was an incredible experience. But I guess what drove me was, one, being a part of a great game. Two, seeing that if I put the work in, I can become, like, a quote-unquote elite player in the game. Yep. And, and just having fun. And it just it kept going year after year. And I guess when you're in that realm and when you're in that ecosystem of being competitive and kids are talking about college, like like at the age of 11, I knew that I wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to play college hockey at U of M, University of Michigan, yep. and I wanted to own my own business. So I, I kind of ticked some of those boxes, but like from a young kid, I always wanted to play college hockey. I always wanted to play pro, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that. Man, that's so depressing. So 11 years old, you knew what you wanted to do with your education, with your career. You wanted to be a business owner. And, you know, you said you gravitated to something because you were good at it. Man, when I was a teenager, all I was good at was underage drinking and PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and to be fair, we've really not, like, we struggle to figure out what we want to do for lunch each day. Yeah, and like, it, hasn't, it hasn't improved 20 years like, later. Like, I'm 30 and I still don't even want to do it when I grow up. Oh like, I haven't God. figured it out yet. No, you want to, you want to oh, talk God. about hockey on the internet yeah, with your friends. Yeah, obviously, that's obviously. It. Yeah, make hey, no um, money. <laughs> you've actually segued really well into my next question, though, because I, you know, you played your collegiate hockey at RPI, which, for those that don't know, uh, that's America's oldest polytechnic institute. So, you know, it was, it's very clear that you valued your, you know, your education as much as your hockey, and the whole the whole student athlete thing is a big spotlight issue at the moment. They're talking about. Um, you know, the treatment of major junior players in Canada and should NCAA players be getting paid and that kind of thing. Um, I guess just tell us a little bit about, yeah, your, your collegiate experience. Well, first off, I tip my hat off to you for even doing the research to know that because usually I'm <laughs> the one that's like, oh, hey, RPI, founded in 1826, da-da-da-da. Oh, but dude, no, I, am, I am very good at the internet, <laughs> Yeah, we, right? can, we can command a Google search like anyone. Anyone's business, anyone's, my friend. We are, we are very good at Googling deep. Yeah. Like five to six pages deep, I'm telling you, you know. Oh, gosh, going deep. <laughs> um, but, to be, but to be honest, like when I was first, when I was playing juniors and um, I was first, I heard that um, RPI was looking at me. Um, initially, I, everyone says RIT because Rochester Institute of Technology is known as a bigger school. But they're like, no, RPI. I'm like, okay, I've never heard of the school. Let me check it out. And then when I looked at it, I'm like, it's an engineering school. Their mascot's called the engineers. I'm like, okay, you know, let me get on board. And then the more I looked into it and then I looked at the coaching staff, like, I'm like, this is where I need to be. This is where I want to go. And like, 
I know, like, it's not that big of a dream here. It is, but it isn't. But that's the dream. Like, when you're playing junior hockey, every player is waiting for that opportunity to say, this is my school. I'm signing up a, a letter of intent to go there. So when I got recruited to go to RPI, like, trust me, like, one of the biggest days of my life. It was incredible. And like you said, like, just that whole college, like, atmosphere, um, the four years there was incredible. Fortunate enough to be able to say that I was uh, the captain for my junior and senior year. Awesome. So, um, yeah, and to be honest, I kind of forgot the rest of the question. I got too wrapped up in RPI. <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of was the question. You know there's nothing it, quite like getting wrapped up in a good cam question, though. Yeah, look, it kind of lo- kind of <laughs> wraps you up in a nice warm blanket, and then kind of like yeah, the, the, the extra information it goes off. It's really just a kick out because really it's all about where you went to school. My que- yeah, my questions <laughs> are essentially the Bermuda Triangle. They sound a lot more complex than they actually are. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's it's really it's really, something I came up with a long time ago to trick people into thinking I'm smarter than I am. So I'm glad it worked. Yeah, yeah, I love it. You know what? I just really like going to school, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, no, look, like, that's cool though. The, the whole collegiate hockey thing, I, I've, I find incredibly fascinating because, especially in the last couple of years, there's been a huge surge of NCAA players hitting the NHL, um, and yeah. it, it really does feel like the the tide is starting to turn, and players are exploring options away from the traditional. Um, junior route and just before you got on the phone we were talking about it saying we've been watching the Frozen Four and the amount of prospects that are literally signing like today the day after their teams have been knocked out we're not just talking about you know fourth line bit filler dudes that might stew in the minors like we're talking about kids who are starting yeah like the the Bruins are going to sign Charlie McAvoy and he's probably he's probably going to start within weeks like you know that's the level of impact so uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the whole, you know, how, how do you think the college hockey thing's kind of switched it up and more people are looking at that again, as opposed to juniors in Canada? Well, well here's the thing. It's not, uh, to get into the NHL, a standout, like you hit Connor McDavid. He was an absolute standout player. If you're at that top of your level at that age because you're getting recruited at 15 or 16, or I think because of John Tavares, like you can play when you're 15. Yeah. But if you're that much of a standout player in AAA hockey, sometimes that's the best route to go. Mm. But a lot of players, like you look at it, you're dealing with adult men, you know what I mean? And then juniors, you're dealing with guys who are 20, 21. So you're dealing with some big bodies. I went to college because I honestly wasn't developed at the time. I needed the time. I know other players do too. But at the same time, you can be a standout player, go college, and still on top of that, be able to be ready for the pros. And so it deals with your contract as well. I think with college, I think a team has your rights for longer compared to the OHL that if like once you one, I don't know how it works, but like say out of college, a, a team that drafts you has your rights for two years compared to the OHL, which may be one yep. or vice versa. But And also with college programs, like the training that goes along with it, it there's nothing compared to it. Yeah, right. You're going to get the strength training. You're going to get the development that you need. Um, it, it's all catered to that. And to be able to be a student athlete takes a bit of discipline compared to being a junior player just playing hockey and that's it. Yeah, I think having that educational aspect to it helps out a lot. And I and like talking about players that are hopping from college into pros, like it's seamless. Like you're not getting that. I guess back in the like the earlier days, most players that were ready for the NHL came out of juniors, and then the college players eventually made their way there. 
college players now are studs. Like I think um, you had the guy from uh, Harvard, Jimmy, Jimmy something. I forgot his name. Jimmy Vasey. But he's a stud. Um, Clayton Keller, who was playing for Boston University, that played his first game with um, the Coyote, you know, with uh, the Phoenix Arizona Coyotes. Um, did I say Arizona? Isn't it Phoenix Coyotes? Holy cow, Phoenix Coyotes. But uh, Clayton Keller, funny story, like. He's from St. Louis. I played juniors in St. Louis, and when I was playing juniors, my housing family, the youngest kid was playing hockey with them, and like this is like you're talking about at the pee wee level. Yeah. This kid was ranked one of the top players in the nation at pee wees, at pee wees and squirts. Jesus Christ. Like, like he, like he's been on like the radar pretty much his whole life, and I guess that's kind of like there's a lot of pressure to it, but that's fun. Like to have the rankings to be in that ecosystem, which is great. But you also mentioned the whole aspect of college players being paid, which um, we've talked about that before. And honestly, like it's getting to that point where you have to you have to have the conversation. Obviously, it's not going to happen overnight, and you have to deal with Chapter Eleven, or also known pretty much females in the sport. Mm. Like, how are you going to be able to pay players? But you look at some of the basketball universities that are big, that are pulling in, like, NBA-type crowds. Yeah, yeah. And NBA-type revenue, but yet, where's that money going to? You know what I mean? And you'll end up having players that can't even pay for a meal when they go out to eat with a team. And then you look at NFL, or I mean, you look at NCAA football. You look at the big house, U of M, it's, it's, like, it's packed out every night massive money and like when you look at sports like that you it's a more not lower income but you sometimes you're going to have lower income kids that are able to play the game and are able to get into the sport and they literally don't have anything like they live in a house that most people would be just like their living room size and you have you're thinking about five people within a house yeah hockey on the other hand you have a lot of it's more of a silver spoon sport. If you're going to play hockey, most likely your parents are going to have money, grandparents are going to have money, or you're going to have some money backing. But in general, collegiate sports are bringing in a lot of revenue. Oh yeah. You think of, and then you think about college tuition, probably the most overinflated thing in the states right now, the amount an education costs. So there's money being pumped into these universities. These players are expected to perform. Granted, yes, some of their education is paid for. But at the same time, you know what? There's a lot of money there. Where is this going? Yeah, it's going to the facilities and, you know, it's going to the trainers. It's going to staff. But even if it's some type of maybe it's a savings allowance that these kids get if they graduate or they get once they leave the school or setting them up for something, I think there should be that talk and that discussion because they're doing just as much as a pro athlete is. I feel like uh, next time you're down in Melbourne, we're going to have to carry this chat on because there's so many different things to jump off there. Like, like you're you're a Michigan dude, right? So obviously, so you get you know Fab Fab, Fab Five reign oh, yeah. supreme. Like, yeah, like Chris Chris Weber and the boys, they accepted money because they, well, they weren't they, getting any. They couldn't afford they, to buy dinner, and the they're guys like, were you know eating what? ramen and selling out crowds every night. And they're well, like, well, exactly. what's what, exactly? What's so the Chris Weber quote? There. What's the Chris Weber quote from that doco? He said, "I was walking home in the snow." On my own after a game and i walked past the jersey store and i could see my jersey on sale for 70 bucks and i went you know what i'm not getting a fuck this yeah i'm not getting a cent from that sale yeah that's that's crazy like you see kids like and that that, it must be hard for a kid you know who's 
come up through through the junior ranks and he's 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 pledged to, he's, he's he's playing playing college college hockey and he's like dude there are people wearing my jersey right now and like they sell for 120 dollars each and i'm not getting any of that it must be a, a hard realization yes I, you know they might pay my board yes they might you know i might get free fruit here and there but at the end of the day i don't i'm not making any money from this and this is my job well again like, this like is what i do another michigan reference you've got jim harbrow's uh he's the coach of the michigan football team and he's making what is it seven million a year yeah seven, <laughs> yeah. seven million so a year there's something wrong man so like you're having some coaches that will opt out being a NFL coach, knowing that because of their legacy within the collegiate, yep. that they, they're better off being a collegiate coach. Sup, Chip Kelly? Um, yeah, it's it, look, the whole thing is completely fucked. And the best solution I've heard, and I, I can't remember who put it forward, it might have been Bill Simmons. He said they need to impose a salary cap on staff at these colleges and they need to treat the coaches as though they're a member of the faculty. And subsequently... Like a football coach can't get paid any more than the the history lecturer, for example, and they should be capped at three hundred thousand dollars as their academic salary or something like that. And see, and, and like, and that's why when it comes down to this conversation, there is the supply and demand. And like, as much as like, I guess that's where you get to. That's more of um, communism, if anything. That's communism. <laughs> Everyone has to get paid the same amount. But if a coach that is at the elite level coaching should he get more than a teacher coach or a teacher teaching staff like i I say yes he's bringing more revenue to the school he's bringing more attention to that school um he's putting bums on sales but and and yeah and then but then you have to think if you're going to do that make that equal say a coach's pay along with a, a teacher's pay then now we have to talk about female female sports and female yep. females and in, in the same aspect and which is a touchy subject and i <laughs> i uh, want to say you guys are <laughs> politically incorrect so i don't have to tiptoe around it no nah, man but like it. at the end of, but like at the end of the day like in most cases 99 percent, unless you're the yukon's women's basketball team yeah you're going to go if you go to a men's ice hockey game it's going to have more people in the stands bringing in more revenue than a women's team Yep. So then, do should like if you put it on this equality thing, well then should the men have to sacrifice what they could get as a pay in order to support the women's? No, they should not. You know, and, and then you know, I guess you just have to deal with that. And I, you know, it's an ongoing conflict, but I, I still say something should be done though. At the end of the day, yeah, completely agree. And look, we've actually got um. I don't know if we formally announced this yet, I don't so think I, we guess, have. I guess we we're have gonna a member do it of now. The, the we, we, yeah, we've actually got someone from the Connecticut Whale coming on the show, and she's actually the head of the Women's Player Union as well. So yeah, we, um, we're, like, we're looking to, to like I guess have that that conversation head on and, and see, yeah, see, see what the other side of the fence is thinking because I mean, it's obviously an issue that it's, it literally impacts everybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. So well, it's, yeah, it's and to be problem. honest, the is it the NWHL or N, yeah NW NWHL right? Yep. Yeah, um, to be honest, I, I want her contact details. Let's get her to Australia, ASAP. But nice. like I like I like what they're doing. Yeah, I think man, there should sure. be a National Women's League and they're starting from the grassroots of it and building it up, but why not? Yeah, like give these women an opportunity and I think there's enough people that want to support them. Hundred percent. Like if you have people going to junior ice hockey games, you're gonna get people that are gonna go to the National Women's Ice Hockey League because like 
ice hockey at that elite level, like some of the top girls in college and like international level, it's good hockey. They're oh, yeah. skilled. Like obviously there's no contact. There's great skill. And I, I take my hat off to a lot of those women. They're great hockey players. Like not just men or women, they're great hockey players. Yeah, exactly. And I think they know where they're at too. Like they're not asking for the world. They're just asking for fair pay for, for fair work for, for a little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> we, yeah, I, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Um, and I think if people, if more people can start having the conversation, we'll be in a better place. Yeah, man, just get on board. I feel like that's, that's the message that we're trying to bring to the, to the, to, I guess the, the hockey community is at large is like, get on board. Like this is, this is an interesting conversation. Have challenged your thinking yeah. and, and look I'll, at, look at what else is out there. And I'll definitely flick those details over too. Hey, I feel like we just got really serious for about five minutes, so I want to. Uh, I, 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 I know. I need to lighten it up again. You are uh, pretty much after you wrapped up your collegiate time, you spent a little bit of time in the CHL with the Dayton Gems, and then you you made your way out to Australia. Why would you come to Australia? Yeah, why would you do that? Okay, so at least you guys know like the league. So pretty much, I tell people I played semi pro. So yeah, I played for the Dayton Gems. Um, to be honest, like nothing against that town, nothing against those people. <laughs> I, hey, you know, and I know they listen to this podcast because everyone does. But like, Whoa! if you saw the <laughs> if you saw the rink, it, it was just it was atrocious. Like when it comes down to the pro experience, every time we were on a road game, like I felt like I was a pro. Like when we went to different towns like Evansville or Quad City. But um, playing at, at the end of the day, we we just. <laughs> Say it again. But playing at home was like, oh my god. Dayton, Dayton's, Dayton's in Ohio, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in Ohio. Yeah, it's it's not your glamour town. It, it's a blue <laughs> blue collar city, and this I think this rink was known for being like Wayne Gretzky's first pro game or something. Like it, uh, it's run down. But it's the, had the, its days. The, yeah, it's well, that, well that's passed. that's why they didn't have to fix it. You see, it added to the character and the yeah, legend. It's like this is exactly how it was when Gretzky played his first game. Yeah, all four, those years ago. Four hundred years ago, when Wayne <laughs> stepped foot on the ice, the change room was exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it prevents them from doing upgrades. That's so funny though, because you've played in Canberra, which is oh, like they don't have boards; they have chicken wire. So like chicken wire. You, I, I guess it, it's, it must be a theme to my life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like playing in dog shit no. arenas in the world over. No, don't even joke about yeah. that. I went to a pub two years ago in regional Victoria where the cover band was playing behind Chicken it's Wire. Like legitimately the scene from the Blues Brothers. No, legitimately. <laughs> the Blues Brothers. I yeah. was thinking the same thing. And yeah. it, it was... Hit him up, hit him up. Hit him up. <laughs> It, it was the most terrifying night experience of my oh life. My we God. walked in there and within two minutes, everyone's like, yo, I think we're going to get in a fight really quickly in this joint. Hey, I'm like, yeah, yep. th there's a good chance this is happening. That's, that's the thing. Stick tight, everybody. I love that the theme, though, is being consistently playing in terrible arenas. Like, because, <laughs> like, you, you saying, like, like okay, like, a, a, surely a bad rink in, in anywhere in the States would be, like, in an unreal rink, like, in, 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 in say, like, in Melbourne. Apparently not. Yeah. Definitely. So Oakley well, is up there. Okay, so, so I would put it. So see, pretty much, I would compare this rink to Macquarie before the upgrade. Wow. And with glass, Macquarie before the upgrade with glass. So you guys are from Melbourne, so you wouldn't know, but Macquarie rink in Sydney, and it recently got an upgrade. But it, it just it has that dingy look. Like it needs new lights. It's <laughs> dark and things like that. Um, it was old school. Where I'm trying to think, like. Where the boards aren't really sent, like the board, like uh, the benches aren't really centered on the ice. They're like more shifted to towards one side. So if, yeah, it, long story short, 
played in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> that was fun. Um, what a name drop. We had a, Holy we had a crap team. We weren't going to make the playoffs. So, like in the States, obviously, when you're playing pro at that level, once the after that last game, bam, the checks stop. You're unemployed. You need to find a job. So mm-hmm. I was applying for things, and you know, within the engineering field and things like that. And then my buddy, uh, Nick Pulaski, uh, lovely, who came over with me with uh, Canberra, he's like, hey, man, there's a league out in Australia. Like, they played during our summer, which is their winter. He's like, you want to go? I'm like, sweet, let's do it. <laughs> and one of my, and my, <laughs> one of my old else. coaches Walk for it. RPI, Nolan Graham, he played for the North Stars back in like 04, 05. So I gave him a shout, and he's like, yeah, man, it's just – it's like glorified men's league. And it's like, you just go out there and have fun. I'm like, sweet. So I, we just did the whole shotgun approach or sawed off shotgun. We sent our <laughs> hockey resume to all the teams. Um, like the North stars said yes to me. I think Perth said yes to me in Canberra, but Canberra only said yes to him. So we're, we're a package deal. So we went to Canberra and to be honest, like I know Canberra gets a bad, a bad rap, but I love that place. Like I absolutely loved playing in Canberra. Like I, that was, I had an amazing time. That was the most fun I had. It was, it was incredible. Granted, it feels like every, it's a ghost town. Yeah. After yeah, like yeah. Four, four o'clock. After four o'clock <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just absolute ghost town. I'm like, what the world's going on? Like I'm coming from the States where like your shopping centers stay open till eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not in Canberra. This place, oh, it shuts down so soon, but it's At like the a, end of the day, like, the nightlife, like the nightlife in Canberra on a weekend after you have like two games and in Canberra, all you had to do was be competitive. Like people weren't expecting you to win. Yeah, if you yeah. kept the game close, then like they were happy. So you have a competitive game, go to the pub. Great. And then you just go downtown and just have a blast. So, yeah, I that's how it happened. And then after being in Canberra for a season, it was during the year of the NHL lockout. So uh, yeah, yeah. while you're in Australia, you're emailing teams, you're trying to get this and that. And pretty much, um, I think Dayton, they went to the SPHL. No, they didn't go to the SPHL. They went to the Fed. Yeah. They went to the Federal Hockey League. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was talking to a few teams. I talked to Pensacola. I actually signed a contract with them in the SP. But I think, I don't, I don't know whether, I guess you, you always have your standard. And my standard for myself coming from RPI, having a chemical engineering degree was like, I already knew double A hockey was enough of a grind, but to go back down to single A hockey to grind your way to try to make it to the AHL or NHL, it's just, and then while I was in Canberra, I ended up getting a full-time job as an environmental scientist. So I was pulling in checks. I'm like, oh, wow, this is what having an education does yeah. <laughs> compared to me, <laughs> compared to having like a few hundred dollars a week. And it, it was a change in heart. Like if you would have talked to me coming out of college, oh, I was going to win the Stanley Cup without a doubt in my mind. I didn't know what team it was going to be with, but like I had that dog de- determination with, you know, and then after experience pro hockey, after experience this and that, I was just it wasn't in my heart to keep going at the competitive level at like the pro level. So, and then on top of that, I did a goal, a trip from the gold coast to Sydney and a wicked camper van with one of my buddies. <laughs> <laughs> the old caravan like, courage. <laughs> yeah. And this, and this was like, uh, early September. So oh, it, like, it was starting to warm up a bit yeah. and I'm like, wow, this country has a lot to offer. <laughs> I never thought I would have traveled here in the first place. I'm young. I'm single. I'm like, 
it, it, a lot of things weighed on my I, mind because I feel like, like we talked about I feel I, like this was the inevitable hey chicks what's up <laughs> yeah <laughs> and sure like she's wife might listen me. to this podcast <laughs> stop it <laughs> <laughs> There is oh, no man. one before your wife. Ever. Ever. There is Ever. only your wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone knows the husband code. Everyone knows that. Stop blowing it. Jesus, Shh. John. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so pretty much, uh, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a tough thing playing hockey since the age of four and having this dream, goals and aspirations. But uh, I knew that was my time and I decided to come back. But I knew if I was going to come back to Australia... I wanted to be on the coast, so uh, and and talking, you know, Gary Dore or uh, the GM for the North Stars. He's a great guy, but he chatted to me towards the end of the season. He's yeah, like, man. "Oh, where are your plans for next year?" And he's like, "Well, if you're still interested, you know, maybe you could come back next season." And that seed put it like he planted that seed in my head, and I'm like. And then I finally got to see what Newcastle was because whenever you play hockey, like especially from Canberra, like all we do, we go straight to the rink and then we hop back on that whatever tin can with wheels and then <laughs> we're, we're out of there. But once I actually got to see Newcastle, I'm like, oh, wow, this is where I could be staying. I'm like, this is this is where I want to call home for now. And yeah, it's been great. All right, so that was so there's my there's my ten minute spiel about uh, how I ended up in Newcastle. I have to say that was a phenomenal story. Lots of lots of ebbs and flows, but all of them great. It's definitely better than <laughs> hey, the first time I went to Newcastle, a bunch of dudes in a pickup truck wanted to fight me. So yeah, it's definitely better than that. Way better. Yeah. And so look, a lot of the a lot of the imports <laughs> we have down here usually jump around between uh, different clubs, but you pretty much stuck it out with Newcastle since you landed there. Uh you keep coming back, obviously, for non-hockey reasons. Was there ever any offers to defect to another club? Oh, yeah. There's been stuff that's been put out there. But um, it's, to be honest, like I said, Newcastle's been great to me. Like, you hear other players making that jump or talking to other teams. And, you, you know, if you're going to do that, you know, you just kind of you got to go with it. Like, me going from Canberra to Newcastle. Um, luckily enough, I guess I was I, – I wasn't lucky at all. Like when I went to Canberra after going from Canberra to Newcastle, I got ripped into. And like literally almost every time I go down to Canberra, like someone's going to be yelling Kennedy or, you know, have a little grassy knoll poster in the background. So, uh, wow. Um, <laughs> also, great fans so, like, like, that's pretty it, good. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like, <laughs> to be honest, like I, for, for the players that want to travel and they want to go to other teams, more props to them. It's just, you know, I guess. If I were to talk to any player out there right now, and I think you guys can, you know, kind of guess what I'm talking to, um, just make sure you're transparent before you make that decision. Yep. Um, yeah. Good call. Never make, make never make it like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm going to play for you, and then last minute, you know, pull up, pull the shoot, and then jump to another team. Yeah. It, it just you're you're going to burn a bridge, and yeah. you kind of don't want to do that. Just a little bit of comms, man. It's a small league. I believe they call that dogging the boys. They do, and we, you know what? We don't believe in we dogging the boys. We don't approve here. of dogging the boys, not at all. No. <laughs> um, tell us, I guess, a little bit about the state of hockey in Newcastle so far as you know, like grassroots, social, junior levels, because you've obviously Newcastle's got you know, close enough to Sydney, but it's still a small town. Yeah, well, you've got you've got NSA hockey <laughs> up and running, and it's it's a coaching academy, and I guess take the opportunity to spruik that, because man, if we could make you some money, that'd be red hot. Yeah, well, so, well, we're not making it any ourselves. I, so I guess great. some people don't know that NSA isn't my full-time gig. 
Like I still have the nine to five, and right now I think we're right, like NSA National Sport Academy. Um, we started in 2013, myself and Dave Ferrari, and like you said, it's an ice hockey development um, uh, academy. And then we uh, added Matt Lindsay, who's right now um, um, and a fantastic defenseman. Um, we added him to the team. But pretty much, we're like I said, we're trying to grow the game. But it's always been my passion to develop players. Yeah. Ever since I did, two, like it was, um, I was playing house hockey, and I ended up trying out for like a AAA travel team in the spring. And the coach said, "You're good, but you know, I, I wouldn't pick you for my team." So I'm like, "Oh, okay." I did two camps over the summer, and like I, you know, just worked. I was on my rollerblades nonstop, and I came back like the best player on the team, best defenseman. And then, like, that flip, like, at, at a young age, I'm like, oh, so if I work hard and, like, put time in, I can get better at the sport? I'm like, sweet. That's what I want to do. So every year I would be doing two camps. I would be going to Canada doing two weeks worth of camps. So that's where my passion came from. And then, like, once I became, like, 17, 18, I started working in camps. And, like, for me as a coach training players, there's nothing better than telling a player to just tweak something that they're doing. They do that. And then they get the success that they want. And then they look at you like, oh, my gosh, it worked. I'm like, yeah, it worked. Like, I, I get joy from that every time. That's awesome. So that's what we've been trying to do. And to be honest, like, not only – like, I guess if I was in the States doing this, all I have to do is connect with my local rink. You have so many hockey players going through it that it's an easy full-time job. You're making 40, 50K a year. Yeah. You do some camps. You do this, this, and this, and it's easy. Here – we is it hasn't been taken on board yeah. to be known as a paid coach or a paid business or a profit business people are like oh no hockey's pure volunteer oh. and to be honest that's the problem right now yeah the problem right now is that we're, we're trying to make hockey as cheap and available for everyone so they come yeah, to our sport yeah. Yeah. how about we go, that's being on the defense if we go on the offense we're going to say you know what yeah you're going to pay for it but you're going to get a premium product you're going to get you know, a, a, a jersey when you step on the ice, you're going to have some equipment ready for you, and it's going to be an, an amazing experience. If we went about it that way, well, then it's no problem paying coaches. Yeah. I Right now, I'm going to say it right now to all of Australia, I think we run one of the best learn-to-play programs. This isn't our elite coaching. This is our learn-to-play program. We have – we average 50 skaters a week. That's average. Whoa. And we have – on average, six to nine coaches on the ice. That's unreal. So that so so we 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 like the people pay, we pay our coaches, and we put a good product out there so people are learning the game. They don't feel like you have twenty people with one coach who's trying to teach who's wearing jeans on the ice. Yeah. No, all of our coaches have track jackets, have matching gloves, have matching helmets. Let's do this professionally. Yeah. And that's what we've always been about. So. That's the like the grassroots side of it, but like the, the I guess the elite level. I mean, when you have a player like Nathan Walker that makes it to the NHL, okay, now or who's been drafted, yeah, and he's played exhibitions. Like now, it puts people in that that seat in their head that maybe I can do this. And over the summer, when um I did some work with the National Camp Development Camp, we had a slogan this year that is, "What is your reality?" And I want more kids to start dreaming that I can play college hockey. I can play pro. So many times we have parents that are telling them, like, be realistic. How, tell me when being realistic in this world has worked. 
Yeah. Like no, no one thought that we'd be like, if you brought someone out of, I guess the, like, like the medieval days and <laughs> you showed them the world that it is today. Yeah. Like, you, you know, they would be like, they were like, they would probably go into shock and go back in their grave. Yeah. Like dude. we fly commercial airplanes when people never thought we were, when people were satisfied with like a horse and carriage, like, and that's <laughs> the thing. And like, there's endless possibilities. So these kids can make it. Yeah. These kids, these kids can go over there and be impactful players. Whether it's Division three, whether it's club hockey, whether it's Division one, college hockey. I want to give these kids that experience, and and we want to do more for the sport and start building that. Once you start doing that, if you looked at our U eighteen um, national team, a bunch of those kids are playing. Like we we had a sick team this year, mm. and a lot of those kids have been playing overseas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think so. Um, I, I think yeah. Keep going. The, you're hitting the nail on the head, dude. Like, um, I guess I've got a little bit of experience with this because I've got a I've got a six year old son now, and he's he's enrolled. He's like, yeah, he started playing now, so he's doing an academy down here in Melbourne, and it's you know I remember going to watch friends play when I was a kid, um, and it you know it's it's come so far here already. But like you said, the coaches are all in unis or on the ice. There's a better vibe. It's very organized, and I, I definitely feel like as a parent, like remove remove me being a a knowledgeable hockey guy from the equation. If I was just a parent, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? This, this is legit. This is real deal. And I'm getting, you know, I'm getting real bang for my buck here. Well, for it's these kids. separating the products, right? So yeah. like you look at every, every kid, every, almost every kid in Australia is, has been to Auskick or something like that. Right. It's literally yep. 18 angry dads screaming at 40 kids. <laughs> like, whereas, but that's, that's, that is essentially, you're not wrong. I'm though. not wrong though. That, that yeah. is, that is, that is a pro. And they've tried to beef it up and it's, it's literally, it's just, 18 angry dads screaming around, you know, 40 to 50 kids. Because they didn't make it. Because they didn't make it. And so a dad who essentially thinks he's like AFLing his kids. And it's, it's not, it's, it's, it, it doesn't work. Whereas you go to see these kids who are in, in, in these programs and even dudes who are like, my brother's been in one of the, the, yeah. the, the, the learn to play programs. Shit house though. Shit house though, rubbish unit. <laughs> but the point is, it's a totally different product. And, but it, it's it's so much more professional and like it, that is then immediately raising the bar. Well, John, you'll be happy to know that my my six year old has come home after doing his first term at the academy, and he said, "When I grow up, I want to be a doctor and a hockey player." Yeah, let's do it. So they're let's dreaming. They're dreaming big. His mum's terrified, but they're dreaming big. Dream big. Don't cut his wings off, Cam. Just let him fly. You know me. I'm let not, him fly. I'm let not, him fly like. Fly right to the sun. I'm yeah, not, man. I'm not clipping anyone's wings. No. You know that. Is hey, it, isn't it as you would say, Cam? It's his journey. It is his journey. Hey, look, <laughs> we're we're winding down, so I got a couple of quick ones for you. You're a real yeah. you're a real deal adult now. You're married. You've got a child. You're pushing thirty. Is it becoming harder to juggle? You know, your love of hockey with your day job, and obviously, you know, there's financial pressures associated with with being a, an Australian yeah, hockey player as well. Like, way. you know, players going overseas have to sell fun parts of their trip. Um, you know, is it becoming harder to juggle all that shit? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I like, <laughs> no lie, it is. But to be honest, can you, am I going to look at that side like, oh, it's so tough? No. Fuck no. At the end of the day, Positivity, I know what man. I was put on this earth to do. I was put on this earth to coach and to help develop kids. So uh, even though it's hard to juggle at times, uh, I'm still laser focused on making that happen. That's, That's sick, sick, dude. That is like, wait, we don't even like... We we like if you ask us that question, people be like, we'd be like, uh, nah, you know what? Hockey podcast? No, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stop you with a self-deprecating thing for a moment because 
You and I both work very hard long hours and we make sure we have the time on top of everything else to do this, to do this, which yeah. costs us fucking money to do. <laughs> and we run a website and we do it because we are trying to That's grow true. the game in this corner of the world. And you know so what? It's I working. get his vibe and I like it. Stop shitting on <laughs> yourself, John. <laughs> And you know what? And on top of that, I will say that you guys have one of the most consistent Instagram accounts I have ever seen. Yes. Oh, thank you. More power to you. Thank you. More power to you. Look, yeah, I'm man. not going to lie. I uh, I go to the toilet a little bit and I make sure I post good content from the yeah. loo. That's what happens. We, we're we really good at MS Paint. Like yeah, MS yeah, yeah. Paint is like, we're, fucking, we're top draw MS Painters. All right. So a couple, <laughs> a, couple, a couple of quick NHL questions for you as we're not far off the playoffs. Who do you see emerging from the West and the East this year? Who you got meeting in the cup? Okay, this this goes back to that the question that you said before. Yeah, I have no idea, man. Oh. Like all I know is the Red Wings have had a crap year. Yeah, and that you, is guys, it. you guys. Um, it, okay, could you give me like the top two teams from each? Yeah, like, well, I mean, well, top two teams from the East, top two teams from West. All right, so your top two teams. Let me just go to the standings. All right, so your Western Conference playoff rankings as follows: in the Central, you got Chicago, Minnesota. Pacific, Anaheim, San Jose, uh, Atlantic, you would have Montreal and Ottawa, and the Metro, you've got the Crapitals and the Blue Jackets. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there. San Jose's due. Uh, Chicago, you can you can never put them away. Yeah. And yeah, it's about out. time that the Washington Capitals did something. Yes! So. Uh, don't, it is about time. See, John's a Capitals fan, and I take great pleasure I'm, I'm in watching his, watching his dreams get crushed each every and season. every year. So. You know what we're really good at? Winning the regular season and then blowing it oh, in the first week oh, of the playoffs. And, and, and like everyone knows that. They know it themselves. Like I want to say that they have the personnel, they have the experience, and Ovechkin, like his <laughs> legacy is riding on him winning a Stanley Cup. It's not happening. It's, he's going to be one of those fight, like one of those dudes who, you know, what he'll probably go to another club in his heyday, and then he'll just like coattail it in. Nah, his his tombstone's going to read: "Wore yellow laces, didn't wear a cup." <laughs> yeah, ever. <laughs> never, never raised Lord Stanley's. All right, and and that's the, the thing. That's and, just going to be a thing. And the last one, and I might be a little presumptuous here, am I right in assuming that your most hated NHL team is the Colorado Avalanche, or have you got someone else that rubs you the wrong way? Um, as a rep, most hated. I, I would almost have to put it based on a player. Yeah, do yeah. that. Beef is good. We love beef. We love beef. I love beef. Um, I can't say. Like, if, like you said, USA versus Canada. Oh, I hate Canada. But when it comes <laughs> on the NHL teams, like absolutely hate. Man, I don't. I, I can't say that there's anyone out there. What a what wow. a what a positive yeah, guy we've like, got There's here. not a team that like overall like nonstop that just does things consistent. I wouldn't say hate, but like Brad Marchand. Yeah, he, he, is a, he could be such an elite player if he didn't do all the the stupid crap. <laughs> like like obviously he puts up so many points, but maybe that's his game. You know, maybe that's his game. Rolling guys up. But, like, I just wish Such a small dude. he was more of an honest player than what he is. Now, I would say that. Now, as a man... So, I would say, I, I, so I'll just go with Boston. Yeah. Well, a lot of dudes hate Boston. Now, They're look, an easy team to hate. As a man who spent most of his weekend in a Brad Marchand jersey, I can tell you 
that that is definitely part of his game. He just doesn't shut the fuck up. He's all on the yap all day. It's it's all yap and people hate it and they get so focused on his yap that it's like, by the way, I scored three. I'm really good (laughs) and I scored three goals and you see you later. Okay, you know what? And I'll take it one step further. I'm not going to say that I hate Pittsburgh. But I'm annoyed by Pittsburgh fans. I will yeah. say that too. Annoyed by Pittsburgh fans. Aren't we all though? Like, uh, yes. This and this 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 past week on the internet. Like, oh my god. My like Pittsburgh fans. Fucking no! Best player in the world. Two cup. Fuck you. We're the best. Yeah. It's, Stop. They are. Oh, that, like they're that they're that one kid in the classroom. Like they they're the scoreboard people. They're the yeah. ones that always have to point to the scoreboard. Oh, yeah. oh, the score like have the worst comebacks. Yeah. All they're yeah. gonna say is Sidney Crosby and Stanley Cups. And yeah. uh, <laughs> dude, you got an A plus one time. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like I've I've grown to respect Pittsburgh and I've grown to respect yeah. Sydney See, and ev- everything Sydney. they do. And you might not know this, I actually have a Phil Kessel tattoo because I lost a bet. So obviously I love Phil. Um, you got, we is that, wait, wait, so that picture is your tattoo? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's me. When he lost the bet, oh, that, it got that's funded. That's the thrill. That is feel the thrill. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> and I'll go you one better. I'm currently in line to get an angry Tortorella tattoo as part of a fundraiser for the New Zealand team. Yeah, it's definitely happening. But, I mean, oh how can you hate torts, though? Look at him. Yeah. Look, I I established a long time ago that I have I have no regard for my own well-being and or and or aesthetics well look at you you're a fucking mess i am a mess <laughs> um so it's fine that's just my journey it is your journey and i mean who are we to stop you exactly right don't clip my wings john why would i exactly oh, I, I won't i won't do it all right all right that's pretty much what we've got time for man is there anything else you want to throw out there before we finish up one last sprut for any of your uh, endeavors or whatever you got coming up um, pretty much, I guess, just stay tuned to NSA and NSA Hockey. We're going to be doing more things in Sydney. Uh, next place we need to stop through is uh, Melbourne, so uh, you guys will see that. Yep. And possibly Queensland. Um, nice. I don't want to limit myself to just New South Wales. And, yeah, you're going to see more of us. But uh, I love the game of ice hockey. Love what you guys are doing. And Thanks, I man. love the culture that uh, Australia has around ice hockey. It's great. Well, yeah, def- definitely get to Melbourne because I tell you what, if we could get John on skates, it would be hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can ski like a motherfucker, but he I can, can't He skate. can ski, but he can't skate. So there's, there's comedy to be had. So many, so many lols can be found in watching me do anything on ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks very much for your time, dude. Oh, thank you, guys. You guys are a bunch of legends. Uh, oh, and, well, uh, thank you. Not That very rarely is a compliment thrown our way. Yeah, so we'll, we'll take what we can get. This is brand new information. Thanking <laughs> yeah. you. <laughs> Love it, guys. All right, have a good night, mate. Wow, so that was that was JFK for those of you playing along at home. What a fucking legend that dude is. Stonking interview. I had such a good time. It's it's not often I have a good time. I know. That was, that was a nice well, time. I, to be honest, looking at your hair, you have a fucking great time a lot of the time. Yeah, it's on point. 10, on out, point. Of, 10 out of 10 haircut. <laughs> 10 out of 10 haircut. It just is what it is. Anyway, um, so we're going to conclude the show tonight um, with the awards. Um, Ken, do you want to roll through the uh, the Jumbo Joe? I, I don't, actually. I want you to have it. I want you... Oh, no, I, you deserve the Jumbo Joe Legend of the Week award. Is it because I'm the one that boganized Jumbo Joe Jumbo? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, all right. It's all you, man. It's a quickie, but it's a goodie. And you know how we feel about sick kids doing cool things. 13-year-old Sparsh Shah. Uh, he delivered one hell of an anthem performance before the Devils v. Stars game this past week. I know there's plenty of people out there that don't vibe on the whole pre-game anthem thing. I'm with you, especially on the Canadian versus American games where they do both. It can be very grinding and very long. It can be really long. But I've this, sat through it. This incredibly brave kid, born with a very rare medical condition known as osteogenesis imperfecta, 
and his, by the way, kudos to me for nailing that. Uh, his anthem rendition though was like amazing. This kid, fucking incredible. Nailed it. Track it down on YouTube. His name is Sparse Shah, so it's S P A R S H space S H A H. The kid has a set of lungs on him. It deserves you to at least go and check it out once. Yeah, man. Mad. YouTube the shit out of it. Mad. I will say the. I've sat through the, the, the Canadian and American anthems at the start of a hockey game. Hard. I'll tell you. No, I, w- I went to the one in, in Vancouver. Top draw. The chick yeah, they had to do it. But do you know why, though? She was like 14. Do you know why, she though? fucking nailed Because the Canadian anthem's fucking sick. It's probably one of the best anthems of all time. That and the French one. Holy do you know why shit. it's awesome? Because at the start of Youngblood, when his older brother's yeah, driving I, him over I, the board of the game, and they break into it, and then yeah. his brother goes... Boom, 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 and yeah. gives it like a backing track. I knew That's you were going. Th- I knew that there was a young bug reference. Always stuck with me. Fucking Rob Lowe, man. Do you know Rob Lowe. that I think the Hockey News did a retrospective piece on Youngblood recently, and they reached out to Rob for an interview, and he declined. Oh, not cool, Swayze's man. dead. Rob Lowe declined. Fucking dog the boys. <laughs> and you know, this is a anti-boys dogging podcast. Exactly. Oh Seriously, God. Rob Lowe, you're not that big time anymore. Do the fucking interview. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're big time? You think you're big time? You're fucking dead time. Dead time. <laughs> Jesus, you're on fire. Because you know what? There was a cracker of an interview. I don't care what anyone says. I had a gr- I'm going to listen to the shit out of that. I'm, I'm listening back all damn day. Anyway, so the boy, the Johnny Boy Chuck at Bone Trancher of the well, Week. Well, remember, aren't we going to rename it the Soul Crusher? The Soul Crusher of the Week. And to be fair, a soul was effectively crushed this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have to give it to, to Michael Haley. Absolute bomb of a left hook that ruined Kale Young Crocs night. Uh, Deserved it. First name Kale. Yeah. On. Go to our Instagram. Search the many montages that have been put together. <laughs> and someone, by that we mean someone nine. sent me a good one where it's like a glitch replay of just the left hook connecting. Just and you know what? We're pro gif. You know what? Getting punched in the face like that would be just a shit house way to spend your evening. Yeah, I mean, like, Terrible. lights out McFisting, rough. <laughs> rough. It's just because of the lights out part. No one wants that. No, it's no one needs Tuesday. that. And look, I'm going to tackle the Andrew Shaw shitbag of the week. Yeah, I love we renamed that too, by the way. Yeah, I'm very into yeah, it. Yeah, big outsider. One of my proudest moments, marrying my beautiful wife, having my beautiful children. Bigging up Steve Ott. Big up Steve Ott. <laughs> <laughs> On the Re- list. Renaming the Andrew Shaw Award. <laughs> Um, Eugene Melnick, the Sens owner, gets a second mention. Why, you ask? Because the dickhead owner slash professional douchebag weighed in on the NHL players going to the Olympics conversation. And his contribution was, I would only let Eric Carlson go if he was Canadian because that translates to, I'm a giant prick and I'm not going to let my boys go if they can help another country win yeehaw. Even Canadian fans think you suck. Can you sell the team and fuck off already? Cam, let me ask you this. Do you think he drives to the arena every day or he just rows there in his douche canoe? Oh, rows there in his douche. You know, I hear he's quite the coxman. <laughs> do you think he crews or he just sucks at everything? Yeah, they don't row at Harvard. They crew. They crew. Yeah. They crew. This dude sucks. And sucks. To be fair, like, in fact, there is no to be fair. This guy is just a piece of shit. And if you... Sense fans that don't agree... Get at us and we'll argue to the death. You know what? There's, I've only got room for one Eugene in my life, and that's Eugene Levy, Levy of American yeah, Pie yeah, fame. American, American, awkward American Pie dad. Also, does have a new show on Netflix called Shit's Creek. Very funny. Very funny. Yeah, Very funny. so get around Canadian that. show, because he's Canadian. Quick what? plug. I'm, sh- I'm sure they needed my help yeah, on Yeah, I'm marketing. sure Netflix needed your help. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Netflix, wrong. seriously, if you want to give, give us some money. Yeah, if, cool. we could, if anyone could pay us for this <laughs> podcast, that would be fucking great. That'd be great. <laughs> But uh, yeah, look, even Canadian fans think you suck, so fuck off, Eugene. Yeah, come on, Gene. 
But John, Sorry guess out. what? This has been a long show, man, and we're long at show, the end. Running show of ninety minutes. This is this could be Whoa. our longest show for. Get around JFK. Big ups for calling in and lending us some of your time. You know, big ups to anyone who's actually listened to the show consistently. We appreciate your time. We'll publish a blog on the site too. I think with all the we, NSA we, information and the yeah, contacts yeah, we'll, and that we'll, as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll put a little piece on there and we'll get. Uh, you know, you know what we're gonna do? Let's go a little expansive. Why don't? I throw a little banner on the well, side. Well, why don't I do a little recon, right? And why don't I do, put all the information up for the NSA dudes and what they're doing in New South Wales? And then I'll make sure I do the same spruik for the Hockey Academy in Melbourne that they run out of O'Brien Group. Okay. See if there's something similar going in Brisbane. I'm going to go state by state, see if I can find who's doing what and just get it out there and try and help it along. Yeah, man. That's what we you know, do. Because, you know, we're, what? we're, we're, we're good dudes. Our side is all outreach, man. That's what we do. We're just here to, we're here to grow, here to make things happen. Yep. And we're not just talking... In the pants. Well, you know what? We're a fucking on ice mo- Mother Teresa. That's what we do, man. That's what it's, we do. It's, it's our journey. All right. Don't forget to hit all our socials, though, where we're not doing anything charitable. We're usually posting memes of Bruce Bedray with sauce on his face. But uh, <laughs> all socials at Holy Puck Podcast and the website is holypuckpodcast.com. Uh, the show's never been available on more podcatches, so you've got no excuse not to listen. Yeah, man, we are everywhere. Make sure you check us out. Everywhere uh, has the at Holy Puck podcast handle. Get yep. at us. If you don't agree with us, excellent. We want to promote the conversation. Get involved. Tell us that you think we suck. Can't argue with the phenomenal hair, though, but the rest of it, we are open to criticism. And if you tell us we think we suck, I'm probably going to deep dive your Facebook profile and tell you why I think you suck. Yeah, tell so me proceed- more about your medieval reenactments at the weekend, so, pal. Oh, did I tell you that? Yeah. I saw yeah. a guy saying wildly bigoted and sexist things on the internet. and deep he's, dive. He's a cosplay dude. Dude, dude shut, shut the dude, fuck up. Dude. Woo! Not cool. All right. All right, Peace. so this is it. Episode 45 in the bank. Bye-bye. <laughs>